Today we'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we are uh, joyful to do communion today. And to top it off with a baptism and profession of faith, what an exciting day this is. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 26. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you very much for this time that we have to commune with you. I ask and pray, God, for your guidance, the guidance of your Holy Spirit in this message today, this brief message today. Um, We ask again that you would help us to see Jesus. May we have a deeper understanding of communion and your great love and purpose for us today. Um, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In our passage for today, <clears throat> for communion, um, Paul is giving some very well-known and uh, classic uh, instructions for communion. And sometimes we forget that these passages are actually in a context. And what we did not read in verses 17 through 22 Paul is actually talking about the behavior of the Corinthians at the Lord's Supper. Now, when we read verses 23 through 26, we realize that uh, the bread and the wine, the breaking of the bread and the wine, the communion, the fellowship, is a very special and sacred moment. It is an event that commemorates our Lord and his sacrifice. But in verse 17 uh, through 22, we read of some rather disgraceful, if you will, behavior by the Corinthians. And basically what was happening is they were coming together and they were treating the communion as a common meal. Some of them were eating uh, to get full. They were not waiting on their brothers and sisters. The Bible says some of them were getting drunk. They were just drinking all of the wine, all of the juice and leaving nothing for any anybody else. And so when the the, uh, poorer people came who had nothing, they had nothing to do communion with and they were feeling ashamed. And so they were not thinking about their brothers and sisters. They were not uh, focusing on the sacredness of the moment. So Paul gives them these instructions in verse 23 through 26, which has become a guideline for how uh, we should have this attitude whenever we do communion. And Paul is reminding them that this is not common at all. This is not a common meal because of what it represents. Paul wants them and he wants us to stop for a moment in all of our busyness of life, 
in all of our, our stresses and our joys and everything that has happened, and he wants us to take a moment and he wants us to reflect on our Savior, on his life, his death, his resurrection, and what it means for each of us. He wants us to pause from all of our normal routines and religion and reflect on what it's all about. So what is it all about? Why be a Christian? Why be an an Adventist? Why communion? Why baptism and religion? And the answer is found in the person of Jesus Christ. He is why. He is why. More specifically in this passage, it is about communion with Jesus Christ. Now get this, Jesus wants us to remember his death. That's what he told his disciples. Normally, when you think about how somebody dies, some people actually, they try to push it out of their minds, or they try to forget how loved ones have passed away. You know, I remember when my grandfather passed away when I was 16. Um, it was after a major surgery to try to remove cancer and save his life. And it was a very unpleasant thing. It was something for many years that I actually did not like to think about at all. I always remembered my grandfather as a strong leader in our family. And in his last moments, he was in a hospital bed, you know, dying with tubes and all these. That's not how you really want to remember somebody's death. And you can think that in the days of the disciples, they wouldn't want to remember how even their Lord died. Because while the cross to us is so amazing, in the days of Christ, somebody to be crucified uh, by being nailed to a cross with nails in their hands and their feet, you see, this was, this was preserved for the worst of criminals. It's not something at the time as they saw as something glorious and wonderful. But isn't it amazing how God took something that was disgraceful to the culture of that day and turned it into the most beautiful scene in earth's history? A loving God dying for a sinful man. And he completely changed the meaning of the cross so that today it is one of the most beautiful symbols that we think of, along with the resurrection and the birth of our Savior and the scene of the second coming. Maybe at the center of all of our beautiful imagery of Christianity is the cross of Jesus Christ. He completely changed it around. The cross of Christ is a place that every Christian needs to visit. It's a place that every Christian should visit regularly. It teaches us about God's plan of salvation. The cross gives us reasons to be joyful for what Jesus has done for us, but also sorrowful for what we have done to him. The cross of Christ is both amazing and simple at the same time. Have you been to Calvary lately? If not, today We are going to visit Calvary. As we partake of communion, we are going to visit Calvary. At communion, we think about his death because uh, this juice represents his blood. The, the, The bread represents his broken body. A body that took blows and punishment 
for our sin. Now, there's nothing magical that happens in the bread and the juice. Nothing changes in it. It's not uh, suddenly becomes the actual physical body of Jesus, as some believe. It's still just bread. It's still just juice. That's not what's important, what happens to the bread and the juice. What's really important is the change that happens in us. That's what's important. The change that happens in our hearts as we commune with our Savior, Jesus Christ. The change that happens in us as we reflect on all of its meaning for the days then and for us in the 21st century. How does communion impact you? How is it changing your life? That's the question. That's where the important change happens. We are reminded today that Jesus took what we deserve so that we can take what he deserves. As we reflect on the cross, that should have been us there. But Jesus took our place. And what that means, if he took our place on Calvary, then we get to take his place in the kingdom of heaven. What a wonderful concept. I want to read this passage from Desire of Ages 131. And listen to what she says. Never can the cost of our redemption be realized until the redeemed shall stand with the Redeemer before the throne of God. Then, as the glories of the eternal home burst upon our enraptured senses, we shall remember that Jesus left all this for us, that he not only became an exile from the heavenly courts, but for us took the risk of failure and eternal loss. Then we shall cast our crowns at his feet and raise the song, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Praise God. But for us, he took the risk of failure and eternal loss. Jesus risked it all for each and every one of us. And communion reminds us of that today. It's not about what happens to the physical bread and wine, but it's about what happens between us and Jesus, about what happens in our hearts today. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this reminder. God, that you have taken what many considered to be the worst punishment, the most shameful uh, experience for criminals, And you've turned it into the most beautiful thing that a Christian can see and perceive, the cross of Jesus Christ. May we visit the cross with grateful hearts today as we take communion. Thank you so much for the hope that we have because of this, the promise of eternal life that Jesus is coming again. God, I pray as we do foot washing and have communion, change our hearts today by the beautiful scene of Calvary. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.